Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. Our assignment for this week. This week, notice the absence of the comparative in existence. Notice how everything is the best. Every leaf, flower, grain of sand, blade of grass, cloud in the sky, every bird song, raindrop, shadow, ant, bite of food, child, breath. Notice how self-deprecation and arrogance are ego characteristics. Notice that life has no issues describing itself in the superlative. Notice that life in every expression is supremely accepting of itself as it is. Multiplicity is celebrated. Differences are a given. Notice that acceptance does not mean an absence of interest in improvement. Life appears to be perpetually interested in new forms and expressions, and yet the impulse to transform and evolve towards greater degrees of flawlessness is never a negation of the serene perfection of the now. As we practice being aware that contentment is the nature of true nature, notice the myriad ways conditioned mind generates misery through comparison. Notice how comparison is, in the words of Theodore Roosevelt, a thief of joy. As always, R.L. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, good morning. It's Marianne from Vancouver. Hello, Marianne. What are you seeing? Well, this is what I saw, and I, yeah, I would just like your take on it. So I was at the pool, and um, when I got in, I saw these two people, and just, you know, just sort of noticed, and I'm going back and forth, and after a while, I went, oh, that, that woman isn't a woman, that's a man. And it was sort of like the, uh, like, the, like there's some comparison that goes on that goes, that determines in your brain there's some idea that says, this is what a man looks like, this is what a woman looks like. And this person who looked, like they could be either. <laughs> All of a sudden, it was just sort of like, well, I wonder if that's how it works with age and gender and race and all the other isms. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. So, in other words that maybe we have a lot of beliefs and assumptions that aren't true? Yes, and, but that, that, we, that, that, that we compare what we think something should be, some ideal or standard in our head with what we see, and then we put the label on. And sometimes the label doesn't quite fit, and then you go, oh, well, that's... That's interesting. Yes, and and doesn't quite, but uh, to put those two together for me is, uh, from what what you're seeing is, that's the only way I can keep these rigid beliefs and assumptions in place. (coughs) Right? Because there's there's the constant, this is is the way it, it is. This is the way it should be. Uh oh. 
something just doesn't fit that, right? Yeah. And then, and then there's the mind just scrambling to try to put that somewhere so that I don't, basically, I project, now then, I don't have to pay attention in the moment to what actually is. I can go back to referring to my beliefs and assumptions and, uh, and just look to that, and I'll be fine. Yes, and then, you know, if something doesn't feel right or doesn't, there's something puzzling, you don't have to be with the confusion or the question or the unsettled feeling. You can go slap a label on and then you're fine. And then you're fine. And the the fascinating part, uh, now, here again, uh, revealing my, my projections, um, it, it, if that were me, especially before awareness practice, it, there's a mechanism that just is, a, is the equivalent of it never happened, right? So I don't have to have a file called number of times that my beliefs and assumptions were inaccurate. <laughs> because that, right, that would just really mess things up. So, uh, and it would keep me, of course, from seeing that everything is the best, right? Everything is the best because everything simply is. Yeah. So I think what you're what you're catching on to is is just an enormous scam that ego runs on us to try to get us to believe what it says is so, rather than our having our own direct experience in the moment. Yeah, it was because everything was sort of slowed down during that, and there was it was quite quiet. And there's just like, I just caught this uh, thing going on where something is like I was trying to make sense of how this person was, and and but I think that that is maybe how I see or have seen, you know. Uh, races or something. It's just like you have yes. an idea. We are having Truth and Reconciliation Day in Canada today for uh, to recognize Native people and their struggles. Oh. And, and you know, it's sort of like, okay, there's a label what an, an Indian looks like. Well, you know, Indians don't there are a lot of ways. <laughs> well, there are many ways. And, you know, uh-huh. have blonde hair and blue eyes. Yes. And they can have different life experiences. Right? They're not all just a blob that we say, okay, that's those people. And then we don't, again, we don't actually have to think about, I mean, we never think about them in this country, okay? And you people don't have to think about them for another year. <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't come to that. But anyways, I actually had but just... But the never- odds are good, aren't they, Marianne? The odds are really good. In exactly the way that you're pointing out. There's this, there's this big blob called that, and this big blob called that, and this big blob called that, and I can just refer to that and I know I know 
and I don't have to pay attention. Yes. I yeah, I think that's it. I think what you just said is it. I know. And so there I I can just go merrily on my way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have to be here for this. I I know what this is. And of course, what we're seeing very clearly is, yeah, and I'm going to miss life. Uh, yeah. Because all that's going all that's going to happen is that ego is going to live and I'm not. Yeah. I think I just I think there's something around how something is best in this too because you know there's in this there's some kind of best ideal best standard in the mind and yes, then in in ego mind in ego mind that everything gets measured yes. against that's so right you're an and and, the, person and you're not kind of thing that's right, and the and it's usually along the lines of not this. Yeah. This isn't it, Marianne. There is an ideal. You are not it. This is not it. They are not it. That's not it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. looking. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when you get there. <laughs> says ego. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Marianne. Thanks, Sherry. Bye-bye. Good show. Bye-bye. Good show. Thanks, Marianne. And here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Sorry. Hang on, Marianne. Just trying to mute you. And there you go. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Loren in Connecticut. Hey, Loren. Hi, Shrini. Um, so one of the places I've been practicing with this, this week is around um, an experience I had over the weekend. A little bit of content is uh, in the... Well, I guess I don't really need much contact, but, there, but there's a... A friend who lives relatively close to me, and we do the same kind of work and got vaccinated around the same time, so we have a we take a a, a local trip together that's pandemic safe every few months and i um was so now there's there's the perfect point of comparison because we've been doing this every other month all year, and i was aware of much more conditioning than normal when I was with this friend this time and on this trip that, you know, we've now taken quite a bit in the year. And the, the thing that I saw that was really helpful was how conditioning was making it wrong to be aware of conditioning. And it seems like such a basic place in practice, but it's so profound when I when I see it over and over again, that just like how being aware of conditioning gets made to be the wrong thing, like that I should be able to, um, you know, have a life experience that doesn't have as much conditioning in it because I do this and this and that. And, and so I was just practicing, well, what if it's the best to be aware of a lot of conditioning? (laughs) So um, that's what I've been playing with this week. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes, and it, it's what we're pointed to in, the, in practice over and over again. And as you said, it's a really, really profound 
realization of how embedded the process of comparison is because there is clearly a standard of spiritual uh, practice and a standard of living that is absent of conditioning that be that that there's even if if I'm noticing conditioning if I'm doing the practice that conditioned process kicks in to say well if you were doing the practice then you shouldn't notice conditioning because conditioning doesn't exist and it's really an important place to catch on because it's the root of self-hate that's not very obvious right because underneath that it's basically condemning you for being awareness yeah, I did see that irony. I, you know, I did catch that in a way I didn't before of like, mm-hmm. well, you know, because and the theme of our retreat this year helps, right? Like we're doing a job of being awareness practitioners and I signed up for this retreat where I agreed that that's what I'm practicing <laughs> with every day. Mm-hmm. And so then how would it be wrong to be aware of it? And yet it still feels um it's still that that quality of feeling like something's wrong is able to build over you know sometimes the course of a day or some days and oh my god yes <laughs> when I've been seeing a lot of it like oh there it is again there it is again there it is again mm-hmm. and um uh and then you know the 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 judgment of round uh, particularly it happening on this this weekend that's a privilege and something special that I get to do and um, so the sense can still build and so the recordings and things I made this week were around like what if it's the the best to assist this human who um, sometimes gets to see a lot of conditioning because that's a commitment that she's made to do that Mm -hmm. yes and that's such a beautiful movement Right, Loren, because we're noticing, I mean, we could notice. and no, So first of all, yes, it's so important to notice conditioned mind because as we were talking about yesterday, it's the only way we recognize it's not me. It's not it, what is noticing is what, uh, is what I eventually identify with as that which is paying attention, right? And so there's a, the, the noticing of conditioned mind is important, and it's important to do what you're doing, which is to redirect the attention. Because if in that moment of noticing, attention goes to conditioned mind, then there's the ability to, to frame it as something wrong, rather than, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, that, I noticed it, I caught it, there is conditioning, this is, a, this, is, this is a happy place, that somehow or the other we do want to redirect the attention at that point to what is so, which is there is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with conditioning, but there's just simply nothing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was the last thing that's coming up about it is sort of like it does, you know, there can be this karma there of like, you know, um, you know that, that practice is happening so that I can do life right, make the right choices, be in the right mm-hmm. places at the right yeah. time. So, you know, going on, taking a trip is supposed to be a time where, you know, it, you're, you, have, you have, there's fun and lightness. There's, there's not noticing conditioning a lot. That's not, mm-hmm. and so it did feel like there was the redirect of attention to um, that any time is a good time for awareness practice. Um, <laughs> and yes. Uh, that that's that I'm going for that more than this idea that you know somehow yeah it was just trying to put life into brackets like there's awareness practice time but then there's vacation time but that you know like that there's supposed to be like 
I guess, organized times for suffering and not, <laughs> and that's just silly when I say <laughs> yeah. it, but yeah. Yeah, you're going to love next week's assignment. But here's what I wanted to reflect on that, right, uh, Laura? That's so, that redirect is really important, that we keep coming to how the, um, the, the beliefs and assumptions that color our perspective of living and what we're really, really, what we really keep reminding ourselves is, I'm, is what you said. I'm an awareness practitioner. That's my full-time job. I'm here to end suffering. And so in every moment, my only choice is whether I'm choosing suffering or not choosing suffering and paying attention to what's in the moment. I'm not, as you said, living that conditioned life where I do awareness practice occasionally and that, that's absent of conditioning and absent of noticing and is a good time, whereas the rest of my life is time for me to notice all the ways in which uh, – conditioning operates and controls mm-hmm. me, and that's practice time. So it's so important to get how, how that process controls our experience and to drop it all and keep reminding myself that, no, life is just this moment, and all of what's in this moment is what I pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a particular – we're not going for a, for a particular experience. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Lauren. Kasho. So, so uh, my my teacher would say, we are, is it okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, would say, you know, we're, we're ending suffering. There, there's no, there are no days off and there's no vacation. It's it's yeah. what we're always doing, which is what Lorraine has gotten to, and and she gave us our our tagline for practice, right? Which is, every time is the right time for awareness. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the best right. cut of meat in the butcher shop. That's right. What's the best time to practice awareness now? What's mm-hmm. what's the best thing to practice with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. All right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hello. Uh, this is Pasha. I can believe hello, it. Hello, Pasha. Uh, what are you seeing? Uh, oh, I'm so grateful uh, to participate. And uh, what I just saw that um, when I'm uh, identified in a, in a moment uh, of awakening um, and going with conditioned mind, oh my God, I was just identified, and it creates the drama, the tragedy that um, perpetuates conditioning, and and then. I might uh, led to believe of like, oh, okay, so, you know, what's, what's wrong here? Uh, where do I need to go to disidentify, to start practicing? You know, how did I get here? So I was identified, and I'm still <laughs> in the same molasses that uh, keep dragging me in, in, in circles. And, but when yeah. I drop... It's like... It- 
it's like quicksand, isn't it, Pasha? The, the yeah. harder we fight to get out yeah. of it, the deeper yeah. we sink. Yeah. Yes, and, and that, uh, that struggle is now is, um, is uh, a red flag. Oh, okay. Uh, let's just drop this struggle. And things become <laughs> very si- simple. It's uh, yeah. where's practice? Here. What, what, what yeah. I'm, I'm breathing. Okay, let's, let's just calm breath until, um, and it takes, it takes, what, 10 seconds for, mm-hmm. uh, for all this uh, to drop, to, um, to come to a place of simplicity. There is, no, yeah. uh, there is no drama, there is nothing to figure out, there is nothing to struggle with. <sighs> Here, yes. I'm sitting in the grass, yeah. in the park, breathing. Too. Yes, yes. And, and Pasha, the, the thing that is, uh, is, is so big about that, uh, people, there will be people who are listening to you say that. And, and what they'll be hearing from conditioned mind is, yeah, 10 seconds. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay. But the point that you're making is that when we do this, over and over and over and over, when we actually practice it, it, it takes a split second. As, as It takes as long as it takes for me to go, I'm caught, to realize I'm not. And then there is the redirect of attention, right? And so what you turn, uh, practice turning your attention to is the breath. And so you just sit there and count your breath or stand there or walk there or whatever it is and count your breath until all of that conditioning is no longer front and center for you. All that is happening is you're breathing, you're alive, you're here, everything is fine, there is no problem, and away you go. So it do, it's not after we practice for long enough, it doesn't take a day to get back to center, it takes a split second. Yes, yes. To to get there, and um, in my experience, uh, staying with it, um, kind of taking a pause, uh, uh, for me, it helps to to let those molasses kind of fall away, and. Yes. Um, and, and the body relaxes. And then I'm like, oh, the body was tense. Oh, my breathing mm-hmm. was shallow. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. here, here. And it's like expands this multi-dimension. And now I'm noticing the, the coolness uh, of the air and the sounds mm-hmm. of the birds. And I'm uh, back in dissolving in this here and now rather yeah. than being separate uh, uh, tension ball with the drama spinning um, some something separate. Yes, and you got some really big clues in that process, right? So how does that molasses happen? Well, uh, first of all, I start thinking about something that's not happening right now, and my breathing gets shallow, and as my breathing gets shallow, the muscles tense, in reaction to that, and pretty soon I'm completely caught in whatever that conversation was that ego was having in conditioned mind. And so 
all of that helps us get free. So I, I want to keep attention on breathing so that I'm breathing in a full and, and complete way. I want to make sure that my body is relaxed all the time because uh, that is a great way to thwart ego. So you get a lot of uh, good stuff on both ends, right? Both sides of it. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Gosho. Thank you, Pasha. Gasho. Thanks, Pasha. Sherry, we have time for one more caller. So here we go. Next caller, you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hey, this is Dan in Los Angeles. Hey, Dan. Hey. Um, I, when I've been getting identified this week, um, it's been a great disidentifier to know that this is the best moment. There, there, mm. There's no other moment that's better where I'm not identified, so somehow this, this is okay. And that okayness mm-hmm. just defangs the entire identification. Yes, that that recalling that every moment is the best moment is uh, sort of a great disidentifier because it snaps us out of there's something wrong with identification. Because that's where the self-hating, it's what we're talking about with Lorraine. I'm I'm here. It's, It's how spiritual practice is used against me in the comparative. If you were the right practitioner, you would never get identified Whereas that uh, best moment teaching is the oscillation happens between, between identification and disidentification. And I'm here now, and this is the best moment. assists me to recognize and realize and embrace, not going back into the moment, that, that I was identified and somehow that was wrong. Because it, it makes that moment of identification the wrong moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of an ego trying to turn best into this one's perfect, or, you know, it's still trying to say, well, this one's a little bit better best. <laughs> um, yes, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. just it not being wrong, then suddenly it's like, how could life be wrong? You know, and, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Kind of, yes. the mind balks. Um. <laughs> yes, the mind balks, Exactly. That the design, the more we practice, the more we drop into this acceptance that everything is life and therefore everything in life is perfect. And so if the design, uh, design is from the trajectory of our awakening is from ignorance to realization, then this identification, there's nothing wrong with the process I'm in. It's just the process I'm in moment by moment by moment. It's a, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, you don't judge. It just is, and it's beautiful. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Well, we don't judge it, and the moment is beautiful, and there's that, what you're pointing us to, which is so hard to define in words without going into that dualistic world of contradiction and opposites, that there is that the judgment, which is what the mind does, is simply what the mind does. Even that isn't mm. wrong because when I identify with it, then there is judgment, right? That that noticing is so absolutely without 
any color. It's just simply noticing. <sighs> and it can notice judgment without being judgmental. <laughs> it That's can right. notice happiness without clinging to it. It's just a, red, a giant instrument that pays attention, right? That's attending, that's seeing, that's noticing. Yeah, the, I forgot the teacher's name. It was the samurai. It wasn't like, this is hell and you shouldn't be in it. It was just, this that's is right. hell. Exactly. Yeah, this is hell. Yeah, and this is paradise. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, because, because the, but I project that we're, we're all uh, sort of honing in on, right, Dan, is it's, again, difficult to say because our whole orientation is objective, but it's pointing to the seeing that is the only important thing. That which is seeing notices hell or notices heaven or, or whatever, not even that, just that the seeing is all we're paying attention to. We're redirecting the attention to what notices. Yeah, and, and hearing that, I feel this pull towards, um, well, this is all very abstract, but I, 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 <laughs> uh, I guess it's hard to talk about. But, but um, and to ground it, though, I, I, what I was coming back to as, as I was listening to you is, and when I'm in that noticing, it, it's not just, oh, I noticed like I noticed a fly. Um, it's, it leaves me in love when everything's okay. And I think, you know, the guy that said this a number of times, attention is love. And just this noticing, suddenly I'm in love, it's all okay. Um, mm -hmm. It's not just abstract, cool noticing. It, it's... Oh, my God. I think you just put your finger on it, too. It's not, that, it's not a mental process, right? It's an experience. Yeah. yeah and that yeah, experience yeah. is yeah. love. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Well, so, thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. And Carrie, that brings us to the end of the show. It does. It just flies. Speaking it just of flies. flies. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Manana. Okay. Bye bye. Go Thank happy. you. Thanks everybody. Go happy.